0: Um, I missed you. So yes, did I you did. watch the Moon Knight trailer? Or oh shit, no! Can yes. watch it. Oh yeah, I it Do we, we want to make? Do we want to do a Moon Knight trailer reaction? As yeah, a let's, shit, reel? let's do that. Right. Are you recordingly? Yeah, it's recording. Cool. I, I, I I'm excited to see it again. I really liked it. It's it,
1: like it really is like. All I heard
0: about was his accent. He's
1: gonna be in like a production of Oliver. Listen, I am I'm so here just oh, because. Oh, saving!
0: Moon Knight in general is such a silly comic book, and I'm really excited <laughs> that they chose to adapt this. I thought this would not never get the screen treatment. I don't know anything about Moon Knight. Is it supposed to be a mummy aesthetic? <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Okay. It's it's he's like a. He's a he's like a champion of a of a uh, Egyptian, Egyptian god Khonshu, yeah. okay. and well, what they kind of allude to but don't necessarily make it clear in the trailer is as a result of him taking on this. Uh, superpower mantle, yeah, it exacerbates an already existent problem he's not aware of of having a uh, dissociative identity disorder, okay, so this yeah. is also you're gonna i'm I'm betting if they take it in that direction, which I feel they alluded to with all his blackouts and waking up doing this yeah, that and yeah. the other that we're going to get a feast of accents I from him. So, I don't That's, know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like,
2: I, I laugh at the accent, but I only laugh at the accent because it's weird to hear Oscar Isaac being like, oh, I'm having trouble well, sleeping. Well, oh, okay. yeah. But, well, like, I don't think it's a bad accent. I just no. think it's weird hearing it's, him talk but it's that way. His his,
1: it doesn't sound anything just, like his voice. Right. It's also, like, Oscar higher. Isaac yeah. Mm. It's, yeah. It sounds like... <laughs> it's like a voice built for animation, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Again, it's like he's, he's doing a little cartoon mouse in a in <laughs> and a, or, a, a tr- you, uh, rescuers movie or something. He <laughs> could have
0: done the uh, Lin Manuel role in the, um, Mary Poppins too. <laughs> <laughs> he could have run in the
1: Welcome to another episode of Why Did We Watch This, the podcast where three friends sit down with a troubled movie, have a not-so-troubled drink, sit, uh, talk about what we liked, didn't like, and how we could all do it better. Uh, we are at, back with another mini-episode this week. I am your host, Lee Delahanty.
2: I am Chris Raval. I am Brendan Drischler.
1: <laughs> and uh, we are here to announce that in two weeks, we will be doing our yearly uh, romantic spectacular <laughs> Valentine's <Five,
2: laughs> yes, Day. special Valentine's Day episode. special
1: Valentine's Day episode, which will be... Uh Alex and Emma from two thousand and three.
2: Who directed this? I'm just curious.
1: It's I Rob didn't. Ryder. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was okay, Rob I Ryder. I forgot it was
0: Rob Ryder. This is
1: the the era where romantic comedies were going down
2: the toilet. Wait, I have <laughs> a question real quick. Did you guys there's a trailer for something. Have you guys seen it with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum? What? Oh yeah. It's like romancing the stone almost. Yeah, what?
1: I, I meant to... it was in Spider Man I, I mean, meant okay. to bring it up to yeah, you. Yeah, I meant to bring it up to you. Oh my god! What? Okay, we'll watch it
2: afterward, but it's yeah. like a rom-com coming to theaters. It's it's deliberately,
1: it's like shut kind of, up. Yeah, that has yeah. not happened in. I know. So, long. so, so like, it's got uh, a special cameo yeah, as well. Yeah,
2: we'll watch it yeah. afterward because I think it's it's worth seeing. But yeah, like, that's like it's, a romancing the stone style movie. With it's Sandra exactly Bulleck like it, but it's it's, it's a
1: little bit like of a spin on okay. romancing the stone. More so, so like, imagine romancing the stone, but instead of like a real adventurer, there she writes about this adventurer, and she also has like a Fabio ass cover model who does all the cover art for it, and he fancies himself like he's actually this
0: explorer. I fucking and love it's, it! It's like a role that is, like, custom-built for chanting Right, like, like lovable idiots, yes. basically. Yeah, Himbo. Which, I mean, Himbo. I've been listening to a lot of Blank Check lately, and I feel very Griffin as I say, they don't really do that these days! No, they don't! <laughs> write, write roles for people, yes. and... A um, and put rom-coms in, in the theaters. theaters, right? So, like, I feel like we kind of have to see this
2: in yeah. <laughs> to okay, make sure yeah, to we make sure that another rom-com
0: funny... someday is in a theater. Really <laughs> like, throw money more on both. Yeah. I was gonna say, does this mean rom-coms are now the movie musical? Where we, you know, we're good to see them. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry to Yeah, not yeah. Right. So
1: yeah, in, in two weeks we'll be doing 2003's Alex and Emma, directed by Rob Reiner, starring Kate Hudson and Luke Wilson. Uh, one of those being an alum. I don't know that we've ever
2: done Luke Wilson. I don't know that really. we have ever done Luke Wilson either. I'd have to think about, it, but I can't remember
1: Interesting. him. Interesting. I like both Wilson brothers. But dare I say, my preference is Luke. Same.
2: Um, yeah, i probably
1: agree. With
0: yeah. Although, Even although I was going to say post Loki.
1: We're living in a post Loki <laughs> yeah. society. Yeah, whereas
0: Owen made yeah. a real good case for himself. Yeah, he did.
1: Yeah. Um, I've heard I mean, they're both that, good boys. Luke also does really well for himself in Stargirl, show which I do not watch. In what? what? Stargirl? Star It's Stargirl. that DC... Oh, right. Sure. Oh! Okay. It's in yeah, CW's yeah. ever-expanding I think he, yeah. non-profitable I think he plays <laughs> like wholesome superhero dad. Okay, He's like right. her
0: dad or something, so I could imagine that Oh my God, like, right. love that for him. Yes. Yeah, that works. Love that for him. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, same. Uh, I just want to know, is this in a pre Kate Leopold world or a post? I don't know Leopold Kate uh, and Leopold what Kate Leopold's year was this? Did
1: 2003. I want to say Leopold was 2001 off the. I don't top know, of my actually. Head. I'm going to Google it right just now. Just because. 2001. I fucking wow. got New it bit. in one. I,
0: one. I don't mean to say they're similar as movies because I haven't seen Alex I'm, and Emma. Not, and not I, at all. So. I <laughs> know, from what little I know of it, I don't think But care. are they similar in like, shittiness or like, like, <laughs> like the nadir of rom com People
1: know Kate and Leopold, and maybe that's because. 'Cause it's it's two higher banking stars. Mm, like yeah. Luke Wilson and Kid Hudson are Medium. God bless them, not the A listers that yeah. Meg Ryan and uh huge Ackerman <laughs> huge Ackerman is. I mean I
2: think it's also just a at the time, they were probably very bankable stars, but now they are less so. Yes. So it's like, but where someone is like Hugh Jackman is still like you know like getting A list roles, headlining movies. You Meg Ryan perhaps still... should be letting someone else that's younger play yes. like, people who are in their thirties. Maybe yes, maybe he oh should God. not be playing Henry Higgins <laughs> or Robert. But uh, and Meg Ryan has just sort of like retired effectively from yes. acting. But like there is still like you still know Meg Ryan and you still think fondly of Meg Ryan. Whereas Kate Hudson, it's like Ooh. very every now and again,
0: Meg Ryan will pop, still pop up in
2: things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's
1: it's it is what it is with yeah. the, with this one. I think a lot of it is that it's it's lesser reputed actors, like just less renown, less star power. And I think the other half of it is that it is just moves very forgettable. Hmm. I mean it is like a hot mess of the movie itself, but it's <laughs> It doesn't have the same, like, um, I think, like, pull of, like... Because Kate and Leopold had the whole, like, dashing...
2: And it was also insane. Historical
1: romance It was also in-
2: Right, I mean, this movie insane. has a gimmick yeah. to it also, oh, but I good. think it's less of a nutty gimmick than Kate and Leopold. Yeah. Okay. It is, yeah.
1: All right. But yeah, that's what we'll be doing in two weeks. Uh, of course, we will need a drink to go along with this. Uh, what will we
2: be drinking? So we will be drinking the third leg of our winter drink uh, triad. It is a <laughs> spritzer. It's called the Emma, Ilva, Elsa, Eldora, Anna. Anna? Actually, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be one part sparkling blueberry. That was blueberry. part of the title, by the way. They actually had a know part. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we, I got a little confused, and uh, so did they. Uh, one part sparkling blueberry wine, one part rose lemonade, and a little sprig of rosemary for garnish. This is going to be like, the easiest fucking drink to make. Just mm-hmm. pour them in, yep, yep. Throw in some garnish to you know temper the sweetness a little bit, and it's great. There you go. Yep.
1: Um, obviously, uh, if you can't get your hands on a sparkling blueberry wine, uh, you know, any flavored sparkling wine that you think is right, yeah. Good.
2: And I mean, also, like, if you find a blueberry wine in club soda, just make your yeah. own sparkling blueberry wine, just do one part, yeah. one part. This one is,
1: part. is literally a wine I've had. I bought it because I had some in Florida, and I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. And I've been waiting for a right time to use it, and I think that having it for our podcast is a great time. Perfect. Yeah. All right, so yeah, in two weeks, uh, come back at us. Yep. <laughs> For us,
2: us. (laughs) on us, with us. us. Don't add us. Yes, please do not add us. I (laughs) don't pay attention.
1: Because you can't add the truth. Um, For today, uh, we have another mini episode topic that uh, is one of the ones that I put forth. Uh, We actually have a couple in the
2: can, so we don't have to come up with (laughs) hastily. I feel like the morning of the
0: morning of a recording
2: session. Think of something. I feel like we—I
0: literally (laughs) cannot remember a time where we had this many minis ready to go. A little. It's it's nice. It's a little relaxed. (laughs) Uh,
1: So this week, what we're going to talk about is uh, media that we feel has been tailor-made for us. Um, I had this idea, because of a certain video game I was playing, um, and as I was playing it, it just, it, the the criteria that I think I was thinking of when I I think of the word tailor-made is that, I don't know that this is like how to make a popular game, or a, Mm. a, you know, like a widely, accept like great game, but. There were just so many things in it that were, like, specific to my weird niche interests. And, like, all, Just also, all in there yeah, together. In, in, in some in, in some ways, almost in a way that would alienate other people who are fans of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it felt like that. Like, it felt like that kind of thing where I was like, it's like who the developers were. Like, I mean, I get the sense that they were just following their own weird takes. And they're like, we're going to make this game. And the writers, because, like, this is what we want. So what was it? <laughs> Uh, well, I guess I can start. Yes! Um,
0: Let's get into it.
1: Yeah. So uh, the game I, I, I played, I was waiting for a year for it to come out, um, because I've played all of this games, all of this company's games. Uh, they make a series of Sherlock Holmes detective uh, mystery adventure games. Um, the, the developer's Frogwares. Um, and the one that they... So they these games have gotten like sort of increasingly weird... As they go on And they sort of Spun off into their own Weird self-canon They do a lot of Weird crossovers So the first one That I played Was Sherlock Holmes Awakened Which was like An H.P. Lovecraft (laughs) Thing It was like Sherlock Holmes Stops a cult Of people trying To raise Cthulhu Great Um, As as one does And they don't State whether or not And even that one Was bonkers And I I don't think I realized at the time Just how bonkers it is Because there's a bit Where you go to An insane asylum And like you find Moriarty there Like he's been Putting in It's just like An afterthought It's just like (laughs) like, Wow While I'm investigating this cult. Easier. my, my arch nemesis has been imprisoned in an insane asylum i guess i'll just process that later <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know um, that was just a detail they loved we gotta put that yeah
1: out. and and so the, the next one they had was like an loop on crossover where arson lupin just fucks sherlock holmes and steals a bunch of shit and makes him solve it for no reason um i played all of these games by the way i the, there was a jack the ripper one
0: i was there for that one you were
1: there for that one That was fun um then there were, like, a series of games that were really... That went more off the rails, but there was The Testament, which is where Sherlock Holmes gets falsely accused of a crime, and at the end of that, Murray is, like, again being, like, brainwashed by someone to, like, do crime for someone else, and then you have to kill him, and then you find out that he had... At the end of the game, for no reason, the game is over at this point, but they drop this reveal that he had an eight-year-old daughter or something that... He demands that Sherlock now take care of because yeah, <laughs> he's so the only one. I think
0: he has any legal recourse to him. <laughs> oh, my God, okay. which gives way to the other one. I Was so then, there yeah, for so Devil's Daughter?
1: There's the the ones that come. The one that follows that plot wise is the Devil's Daughter, where you have to solve <laughs> crimes and also raise your daughter, who's now like ten or twelve or something,
0: Who and these? has forgotten that she's Moriarty's father. I guess you've just like PTSD'd all that out. But or they something. nonetheless aggressively try to suggest to you that she's like inherently evil. It's hereditary. We all know this. But then it's like, JK, it's actually just your neighbor. They
1: don't really do that. Oh, no, because no... You're conflating things. Oh, am I? Yes. Okay. There's, he has an eight-year-old or a 10 year 12-year-old, like, girl that's been in boarding school or whatever. She doesn't remember who her father is. She's fine. There's an, another lady that moves downstairs to him who's, like, trying to, like, creepily get in with his daughter. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like,
1: he's suspicious of her because he's like, why is this woman trying to, like, befriend my daughter and, like, over her <laughs> over all the time? Um, and she turns out to be the daughter of another person that he arrested or something. And she's, right. she's also just fucking insane. Right. And tries to, she's trying to, like, resurrect her dad or do some sort of ritual or something, and she kidnaps uh, his daughter at the end, and he has got to, like, go rescue her and have an emotional, like... Reconnection <laughs> yeah, with her. Yeah. That that was the plot of that one. But it was insane. And, to, and, to the, the, and like, the, I remember the start of that game, too. Or the sort of Testament, actually, because you didn't know that he had the daughter at the beginning of it. The first cutscene in Testament is, like two kids in a barn looking at photos in an attic and I was like I thought this was a Sherlock Holmes
0: game <laughs>
1: and it turns out to be that at the end of the game it's like his grandkids or something and
0: those were the one years <laughs> it's so weird
1: anyway the game that they had announced after the devil's daughter which was they announced it like last year you know, like 2020 like late 2020 was Sherlock Holmes chapter 1 And I knew I was going to be in love with this game (laughs) from the first screenshot where they said, we're going to do a prequel, a young Sherlock Holmes game. And they showed me this this concept art that was literally like... Gerard Way of
0: Sherlock Holmes.
1: Twenty-something. Like, pull up the, the concept card for you. Uh,
0: well, I remember you would you were you would occasionally on a on a thread where both on send images of your Sherlock in different outfits. Oh
1: my God! Yeah. Well, they they for, for a couple of the like the past two to three games, there's been a disguise mechanic where you can put ridiculous outfits on him. And they went like full meme in chapter one, where they give you like joke outfits, like a, a pirate one. <laughs> You're just like a pirate. There's like a Victorian vampire one. I love Des. It's horrible. Um, yeah, this is like the look that they have for him. <laughs> you can't really see it, but he also has, like, an actual chain wallet. Like, he's got, like, of a pin yeah. with, like, a chain on it. It's, like, literally straight out of Hot Topic. what else do you need when you're heading he to yeah. a
2: parade? When he's walking another around, vest.
1: he's got his coat, and, like, one sleeve is rolled up with, like, a glove
0: he's on it. He's got the glove, yeah. And, uh, yes. Yeah, yep.
1: and, you know, like, <laughs> with his, his pistol arm.
0: Yeah, Wait, So chain. He has one sleeve all the way down. Yes. But then he has another coat sleeve His, up. his like, pistol arm has, like, the sleeve half rolled up with the glove. <laughs> it's... Yeah.
1: It's a look and a half.
2: Yeah, this is this is a choice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That
0: sounds. That's like bordering on like anime. You
1: it know is, it what I really mean? is. It's like it is like an almost an anime look, like a Final Fantasy esque look. And of course, you've got this character John, who's not John Watson, by the way. Uh, spoilers for I'm gonna spoil the show of this game. I don't really care. Um, who's got like the classic like uh, undercut look going on, and, yeah, like see? the
0: sleeves and the. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's at least closer to a hairstyle that existed back then,
1: I guess. A little bit, yeah, where Sherlock Holmes is full and has, like, uh, the scene <laughs> <email>, like, Yeah. <laughs> you can also even put, like, eyeliner and makeup on him. Of course. So you can, I have, I had him walk nails. around like that, yeah. And then I just played my, uh, Welcome to the Black Parade. <laughs> um, but anyway, this game was, like, uh, promised to be, like, we're going to get into, like, how he became the detective he became. And I didn't have, like... I Like, really, the door is wide open for this company, so I didn't really know what to expect. Like, mm-hmm. I had some ideas. Mm. The the trailer's all focused on, like, he was at a gravestone. He, because the reason he's going home to... the which He was, like, oh. raised as a child in a, a sort of mysterious Mediterranean, Mamma Mia-esque island. Willow, <laughs> hush. Um, that was, it's, you know, Cordona or whatever, so that can be, uh-huh. like, like, anywhere. And right. He... His mom died there, and he can't remember... <laughs> Like how she died, I guess, or no? He was told that she had a disease or whatever, but he didn't get to like see her funeral or something. So he's like, "I'm just gonna go back and like see her grave and like kind of say goodbye to her, and that's gonna like help me out." Um, and he quickly realizes that he has like a lot of massive memory gaps. So like, about ten <laughs> minutes into the game, I was like, "Oh Jesus, this is gonna be like he's something." <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a whole thing now. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, he clearly has traumatic memory loss. They also <laughs> established in the first ten minutes that. John is imaginary Which you could kind of Figure out from The trailers Where he would just like Vanish yeah. From shot to shot Um So it was, And it just It gets It's so much It's so much more bonkers Than I ever thought It was going to be Like holy shit Not only is Are there like Full on like Meme references Like certain side quests Are like Skyrim influence There's like <laughs> Jokes There's like Just so many weird Anachronistic references That they talked about There's a quest called like Uh, Oh, my God. What are those things called? Um, Zeppelin? There's a quest called Lead Zeppelin. Of course. (laughs) Which, by the way, there's a Zeppelin in this city. This has to be... If Sherlock Holmes is in his 20s, it has to be, like, minimum 1880. Yeah. (laughs) There's no... Like, Zeppelins did not exist. (laughs) But whatever. There's a Zeppelin here. Um,
0: A Lead Zeppelin. But,
1: yeah, there... There are so many, like, fanfiction-y things happening in this that makes me... that I was convinced that whoever wrote this game has written Sherlock Holmes fanfic in their life. And therefore,
0: tailor-made for you.
1: Yeah, it was tailor-made. <laughs> you have, like, yeah, Sherlock, his brother comes home, and they, like, they have their, their beef, and, like, they, all these flashbacks. And essentially what it boils down to is uh, all of these... The, the past couple of games, there's a mechanic where you can get the cases wrong... So you have, like, this ability to... You pick up clues that allow you to form hypotheses, and then those hypotheses form branching pathways. So you have to, like, make decision points at various points of, like, there's this clue. It means... This clue either means this or that. If it means this, and this means that, then I branch those down, and that means this. Uh But if I... If I... If this... If I go back up to the first clue, and it means the other thing, and I flip this to the other thing, then there's, like, a whole different possible path. So there's usually, like, two solutions to every case. Mm -hmm. And the game is is deliberately not explicit about what which is real um, sometimes after you solve it you get some kind of confirmation but sometimes you don't and you just have to like assume you just have to guess I like, guess I was right um, and it's it's so that that's the half of it the first half of it is you pick which of those you think is the case and then you decide what to do about it uh, it's talking about the game called crime and punishment which was in between testament and Devil's solder where you could like if you just felt like okay this Person was abused and then they murdered their abuser. I'm not gonna tell the cops. <laughs> <I'm just gonna laughs> let that go. So you can do that. Um, and a lot of the time, so yeah, it has that aspect of it. And it, what it boils down to at the end of the game is the more you solve cases, the more you have to go home and like explore your house and like unlock another memory. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very clear that you're you were lied to about her disease. That she I either had like early onset Alzheimer's or was like otherwise losing her mind uh-huh. and having, like, historical fits where she would, like, lose... The idea is that your, her, your dad died, like, a couple of years before, and she would occasionally, like, forget that he was dead and then flip out when somebody would point out that he was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a couple of instances where she would, like, lash out at Sherlock for pointing it out. Um, and so she had this, like, quack doctor who was... Not quack. They had a, Unclear if he was a quack, but he was an, a, a German doctor who was, like, trying to treat her... And Mycroft finds out that she's using, that he's using some sort of experimental treatment on her. And it's, like, maybe making her more erratic and, and violent around Sherlock. And he's like, get the fuck out of my house. You're fucking with... I'm not having you, like, fuck with my family. Um, and then in that, later that day, Sherlock is, like, walking his mother in their garden. And, like, she flips out again and tries to drown him in a pool. And he passes out. And when he wakes up, her, the mom is dead. And he had put... He'd made tea for her earlier not realizing that, like, he'd put too much, like, medicine in her tea that could have interacted with the drugs with the doctor. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was, like, technically John's idea. Like, he had... He created John, essentially, when when he was eight because he was lonely and didn't have anyone to talk to and his mom was losing her mind. Um, And John had this idea to, like, help help calm her down by putting this drug in her tea that may have caused a bad reaction. Mm -hmm. Or the doctor fucked her up with all these treatments... And then and it's there. And so you, you basically have to decide, like, did I kill my mom? <laughs> or did the doctor kill my mom? And did, and, like, who, and, like, what to do about it? And either way, you kind of get, like, a conclusion based off of that. But it was, like, this, this kind of thing, like, the whole, like, traumatic memory loss. Mm-hmm. There were, like, weird, there were so many weird times where, I, like, they were fascinating to me of, like, glimpses into, like, the... They were bold and ambitious and like sort of ill thought out and ill researched, but they were I loved for them for going there. There's this these hints that Sherlock Holmes was like dissociated, disassociating, or like having a sort of dissociative identity with John because sometimes he's just an imaginary friend, but there are other times where he he acts like an alter in DID. Where at one point you have to look at a, a photograph of somebody who was raped and he looks at it and he shows it to John and John like in the game says like alright what I've done here is I've just drawn um a picture of this woman for you so that you don't have to look at the photograph again and I want you to forget the photograph and like it was a weird moment that they don't dress again but I was like it's like really bizarre and dark (laughs) yeah this idea that like he's having like he's like, he's, like censoring forgetting, it. yeah, like like forgetting this like horrible thing that he's had to see, and and is replaced by this like artistic representation of what what he needs to remember, which is what this woman looked like. There were other bits uh, that I really liked in it. That was like uh, in the in one of the endings uh, where you think if it was your fault, you either say like it was my idea, or it was John's idea. Mm-hmm. If you say it's John's idea, you like shoot him and kill him uh, and you and it sort of like goes into you like rejecting and, and sort of like fearing that you Sherlock Holmes is basically like living in fear that he's going to lose his mind like his mom did um, if it was your idea then you have to like then John like leaves on his own accord They're the more the more depressing endings I would say uh, where John oh, wow. leaves and says like I was trying to protect you but you know you don't need me anymore I guess so I'm out, you're on your own. In a nice way, but he does say, like, you know, my purpose is done here, so I'm going to go. Uh, either way, you get this, like, really, like, this is the ultimate fanfic scene. It flashes forward to the actual scene in Study and Scarlet where Sherlock meets John Lawson for the first time. These the same dialogue as Study and Scarlet. Um, but it was such a well-done scene, even though it's such janky. This is, like, janky double-A animation and graphics. Um, they're not fully good. And they've always been a bit behind the times because they're they're a mid range developer. They're not like a big budget studio, um, but there was like it was the, one of the only times I've seen that scene depicted where it was like these are two unwell people meeting for the first time. <laughs> but like John Watson has PTSD from the Afghanistan war,
0: and we just got a whole heaping dose yes. of what's wrong with Sherlock. And
1: Sherlock is yeah just just wrong. He's he's not well mentally. Um, and it was, like, a really well-done uh, iteration of that scene where they were meeting. Because and, and, in the, that scene, they talk about, um, like, they're—he he says, like, well, we should share our vices because we're going to be living together, so we should know the worst about each other. And Sean Watson—these are, like, actually the line that he talks about, like, well, I get—I uh, I have a bit of a temper right now. Uh, I have—my nerves are shot, a.k.a. I have—I'm shell-shocked <laughs> from the war. Um and I you know, I might don't please I don't wanna get in a row because I just you know, it'll set me off, it'll trigger me, basically. It's like what it boils down to him saying. And Sherlock Holmes literally says like what it boils down to him saying is I go into depressive states for days on end. Because he says something about like, I get down in the dumps, just leave me for a few days, I'll be fine eventually. But he kind of implies like and they, they even show like, he, like what Watson later writes down in the, in the narration like yeah he'll just like lie on his bed for a few days wow. <laughs> and not get up um, and there. Yeah, and it was a good version of that scene where you could like see like yeah these are because a lot of the like older 70s BBC 80s shit you know like it's done in a sort of droll right. dry manner yeah. and it kind of glosses over the fact that like that's not a normal thing to have <laughs> with yourself like you shouldn't normally feel like you don't want to get out of bed for three days you know uh, anyway, true. it was, like, everything that I wanted with Sherlock Holmes, where uh, it's it basically destroys what people usually like about Sherlock Holmes, which is that he's, like, a, a very rational, uh, you know, f- just, like, solving mysteries, right. dry, not a lot of character depth. So cool. Yeah. Uh, and instead just made him... Um, a psychological disaster. A sad boy. Yeah, a sad <laughs> boy. Um, so yeah, that is my my pretty much the, what gave me the idea for this episode. Uh, I I do think that a lot of people who watched uh, sadly, who watched Sherlock, which is a show that I fucking hate, will also gravitate towards this game. Yeah. Um, but but that's because. Uh, seeing two hot versions of Sherlock and, and not Watson, but another John, are another area ripe for a shipping fix. Right, of course. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't know who else is the target audience for this. Because if you if you're into Sherlock and you're into mystery games, I would dare say you don't. You're not signing up for this bizarre <laughs> psychodrama. <And> picky adventure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was me. That was my that was my first thing.
0: Uh, yeah. So I. I had two in mind, although while I was talking to Brenda before we started <laughs> recording, I talked myself into a third one. Uh, very briefly, that third one was um, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which I just... The fact that it just so, like, very smoothly interleaves a lot of... Just, it's like a blast of cultural references that I love that it's so, like, well woven into the story, and I love it has so many really enjoyable gonzo breaks from reality and I especially enjoyed that in the comic book it would sort of like change art styles into more like video game references. I don't know. I I loved it. I loved the music. I loved everything about it. The only way it could be more for me is if he was gay or something. <laughs> we got Wallace. We have Wallace. It's true. And we got a really good Kieran Culkin performance out of it. That's true. Um, that, um... This the the video game one that I had zeroed in on was uh, it's a Final Fantasy game, but it's Final Fantasy X two, and it's my it's custom made, tailor made for me because it's very light on plot, which is what I want from a Final Fantasy. They always get insufferable when they try to get too complicated, uh, but it's also Um, the entire game is dress up your class and abilities and attacks and spells and whatever is dependent on the clothes you put on
1: isn't 10 too like only the woman pretty much yeah it's all ladies
0: (laughs) all ladies because well, Titus isn't real or he's dead or I don't know. He's... Titus was, a, yeah, was a being dreamt into existence. Yeah. So when he was no longer necessary, he like, <laughs> he went for and then the, nothing. the the ostensible plot of Tentu is that she sees uh, Yuna, the female lead from the first game, sees a like video recording that appears to have Titus in it. Uh, the answer to is convoluted and dumb and no one cares. Yeah. Uh, but the ride along the way you take, it's just, like, you and your two best gal pals tearing up this really weird Magitech fantasy world. I don't know. It was just, like, I want more battle dress-up. Give me more games <laughs> with battle dress-up. Yeah. Um, and then I would say, very finally, a TV show. I have just watched or, uh, it's first season just concluded on Sunday, uh, yellow jackets. I am not going to tell you that it is like high quality writing all the way through or that it should win like all of the Emmys or anything, mm-hmm. but it's a surely all the golden globes, right? surely all the globes, yeah. <laughs> surely all the globes though. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, here's why it's up my alley. It is a gender flipped Lord of the flies, Set in 1996 an all girls like a uh, champion soccer team, one of the teammates has like a rich fodder who charters a, pl- a private plane to take them to this like nationals tournament elsewhere in the country. Um, the plane goes down in the Canadian wilderness and for 19 months this soccer team, most of them don't make it, but um, survive and they are eventually rescued after 19 months. So the story the show is two plot lines. Uh one is in the 96, one where they are teens in the woods trying to figure it out and survive. And then the second plot line is uh adults in 2021 where you see who among them survive and they cast people like Christina Ricci and Juliette Lewis and uh Melanie Linsky. and they those are also very big gimmies for me. Um and it, also, it starts to fold in things like cannibalism and occult and ghosts and it gets really absurd um, like a, a very climactic episode is everyone accidentally is dosed with mushrooms and start to like imagine each other as animals and try to eat one another it's a really bananas show and again I'm not gonna tell you it's high quality but it is made for me <laughs> yeah uh, I, I mean, I love ladies. I love ladies in distress. I so love I love ladies being powerful.
1: I have read up. I've been reading about the show from on, on Amy Club every now and then, just because I see the things and I've never heard of it. And so I was like, what's this show? Um, how does it take, maybe this is normal, how does it take
0: 19 months to find you? They explained it in the first episode. Do they? Yep. Which is? Uh, Christina Ricci's character in, uh, the high school times, um, they, they establish very early on that while she appears to be, uh, very, like, sweet and, uh, nice and well-intentioned, Uh, She appears to be a total sociopath because her introductory scene is watching, very calmly watching a rat drowning in the pool. Um, But basically, when they go down, she's kind of the only person that has, like, first aid training. Uh, She, like, amputates uh, one of the the assistant coach's leg and cauterizes it. And she overhears... Uh, Some of the girls at one point saying, like, oh, my God, thank God she's here. Like, who knew? Mm -hmm. And when she finds the black box and the receiver, she smashes it so that they will remain lost and she stays needed. Oh, okay. All right.
1: Nice. Nice. I'm glad that I explained that because I-, I remember reading that and being like, "How is that so unreasonable?" <laughs> 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 like, wait, it's ninety. 90- it's the '90s. It's not right. like Canada- when they're in Canada.
2: It's not like they're yeah. over the ocean.
1: And granted, Canada is <laughs> it's is a big
2: country with a lot of big, wilderness.
1: But like, if you're most of that wilderness is like you're not flying over that. Right. It's up.
2: Right. Nobody and it goes have, up. People know trajectories too, so like you yeah. have a vague idea.
0: I, my only fear is that the show has shown some signs that it's going to go in a lost direction where it's just going to jump up its own ass with mythology, but we're not there yet, so I, it's still for me.
1: Yeah. I'm curious, because um, I think you've seen this, and it as someone who just looked at it from the outside and never watched it, it seemed like another thing that would have been for you. What was Bridgerton like?
0: <sighs> Which one's Bridgerton? It's like it was the Netflix history, smash, the biggest thing they ever did. It's
1: history, yeah. It's like... Um, who said
0: that? It's like, what if Jane Austen, but made by Deland, which is exactly what it is. It is, yeah. Who's done that? No names. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, but it's like, so it's 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 also no- notable for, like, it's alt-history where black people have no- nobility and power. Oh, okay, I remember. I, I and they're, they're
0: doing a thing of, like, Queen Charlotte who historically is believed to be a black woman is played by a black actress, okay. and they're doing, it's basically, it's sort of a, it's a Jane Austen pastiche but with mostly colorblind casting that's explained in-universe. Yeah. And...
1: I don't know that that is colorblind cast. I think that's just, like, deliberate at that point, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's like, the idea is that it's, like, a, a world of Jane Austen where black people are equal on equal
2: footing-ish uh-huh. with
0: white people in this in this world because they also have money and power. Um, okay. It was fun to watch, but it, there was so much about it that, like, I enjoy Shonda land shows just fine, mm-hmm. but there's, like, a plastic quality to them after a while that I'm just, like... Everything gets so procedural. Like, I really hate it when plots continually reset themselves just so they can get back to a status quo to keep telling more stories. Is it like big drama by the numbers, basically? Yeah. (laughs) You can more or less tell what's coming. The draw is supposed to be that you're getting a quote-unquote well-made period piece with black people mm-hmm. in it, not in, like, subservient, necessarily, slave roles. Yeah. Um, which Which, and honestly, like, I do think it's an admirable thing that they've done, and I think it's a step word in a lot of ways, but, it, no, I mean, it, I watched it, yeah. but I didn't, like, go fucking ape like like so many other people did. Renée jean Jean-Page, he's, he's hot, but, I mean, the fact that they were like, he's so good on Bridgerton, let's have him post SNL. Yeah, I didn't want to watch that
1: one because <laughs> it looked too, like... I don't know. I thought it was going to be like a steamy one. I was, I, it was like, oh, we, we show like we do like sexy. I
0: didn't, didn't seem like it was for me. It seemed like more. Yeah. It, it, they they fell into a mold when he was on it that I've seen them do it with like Sofia Vergara and a few other people too. Where they don't they don't seem to know how to write a joke for them outside of look how hot they are mm-hmm. and that's.
2: true just... Sofia Vergara also had jokes about how she has an accent. <laughs> <laughs> and she's from fair. Colombia, which is a shitty country. Oh, so fair, according so to every joke. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm sure like Morton Michaels made sure that happened Um, but yeah no I mean like I enjoyed it and I appreciated what they were doing but no I mean it was it's it's not bad it's just sort of like you know what's happening (laughs) (laughs) and also like if if the, if you're if this is one of those if this matters to you ever um it got like it went madly viral for just having like out of this world anachronistic clothing and yeah. not even that but also like anachronistic silhouettes like uh there's one character who's supposed to be i mean she's supposed to be sort of like her she and her family are supposed to be like gaudy kind mm-hmm. of and I get that they're going for a more modern film language to show you that because the costuming is very like appliques and like but the mother in that is just wearing like 60s like uh, hourglass dresses. <laughs> yeah. Was it
1: was that <laughs> intentional? Kind of like how Robin Hood was? They like, say was it was yes. Okay, yeah. I, I could see that being a thing like if you're watching Bridgerton you probably just want to see like RW's and RD's you right. want to see those oh and no, it is that see that fashion you know and so you don't care like you know that the the Pride and Prejudice from the 40's with um,
2: Hamlet oh yeah where they just use whatever costumes well, they had to they, play around. they <laughs> just
1: finished filming Gone with the Wind yeah. so, so they had you know, hoop England skirts it's like a dramatically yeah. different time right it's all the um, same it's all old right yeah It's yeah. so they're wearing <laughs> hoop skirts which is just historically not a thing that you wore in Regency England it was A-line <laughs> a- so funny Empire uh, ham dresses um, so yeah I question. Oh yeah, I, what I wanted to say also about Scott Pilgrim is that Scott Pilgrim, uh, for interestingly for me, is like almost tailor to be something that annoys me. I, it's <laughs> like because it's like so referential, and, like, I want, but yeah, it's like too like twee and like mm-hmm. cool and it. nerdy. It's like oh, like this is too self-conscious. We made this for thing. the nerd, right? <laughs> all you nerds out, all you geeks out there. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> this is for you guys. Like no, I don't care about anything. It's, yeah, it's not for me. But it's just, that's just personal taste, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for me.
0: Brandon,
2: what you got? All right, so I've got two things. Uh, one, the first one was a TV show, which I thought you were going to go into when you said you had a TV show, because it felt equally plausible that you could be saying this. Uh, the TV show, Difficult People. Honestly. Fuck, I
0: didn't even think of it, but yeah. it is.
2: It is. It is. That, I, I feel like, so Lee, when you had said in the beginning, you said <sighs> something about like, Something that feels so tailor made to you as to exclude other people, yes. <laughs> and I feel like I don't have anything that's quite that. Like I, I don't think I've ever liked anything that I've been like so that felt like so right down my alley that I could honestly say like Who else would like this? Yeah. But like, difficult people does feel the closest to like a show hitting almost every single button for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, because it's not only. I mean, I think it's it's two things. I think there's a wide breadth of references yeah. that they make. But then they also will do really deep cut or really specific things right. within the within that wide breadth. Right. So, like, when they're hitting theater, they're giving you a lot of those deep cuts you love.
2: Right. Like, just extraordinary esoteric references to pull out of nowhere. Just the, like, things that, you know, like, it, it, it's that's the what The Simpsons refers to as the Dennis-Miller ratio. Something that <laughs> only one in a million would find funny. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's, it truly is that for me. I mean, like, you said also that you, whenever you talked about Scott Pilgrim, you would said like, oh, if it were gay or... It would be up my alley. Obviously, difficult people right. as Billy Eichner yeah. playing like a fictionalized version of himself, effectively, who is of course gay. Uh, so you you know you have that as well. You have Andrea Martin, who is just a terrific actor. You have Julie Klausner, who I love. Right, right, her. exactly. You have a lot of like James
0: Urbaniak.
2: Yeah, James Urbaniak's hilarious in it. He's so fucking good. Where
1: I gotta say, difficult people and Schrager are two shows that are like like because everyone that I care about likes it and has similar taste to me likes it. It's just like I don't know why I haven't sorted them yet. There's not, I have no excuse. I would. I mean, they're I very
0: totally different. Certainly. Very. I was um, gonna say. Yeah, but they
1: people, both seem like they would be my thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Difficult people is definitely much more prickly than. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Schitt's yeah. Shit's Creek. Creek is a much sweeter show. Yeah. yeah. Um. um I also, and this is going to be very specific about Difficult People, but the woman that plays James Urbaniak's boss at NPR, she was just one of my <laughs> favorite characters, uh, yeah. because from look to mannerisms to the every dialogue, single yeah. line that came out of her mouth was just so perfect yeah. and so just tone on for yeah. what they were doing. My absolute favorite was when she was well, you try waking up to see all your dolls have committed suicide. <laughs> What? Uh,
2: gotta it's gotta yeah. It, it truly is just. It, it's like one of the sharpest shows I've ever seen. Like it's it's kind of it's one of those things where like I'm upset that it never got more than three seasons. Mm. But on the other hand, like how remarkable that it got three seasons to begin mm. with. And they're all like, good. Yeah, and they're all very good. Like there's no dip in quality or anything like that. So like it's good to get out while the you know while you're us top of the game rather than let it peter out later on. Uh, and it's got oh yeah, John Cho shows up in season three as oh. Billy Eckner's love interest. God damn it. Which yeah, I gotta get it.
1: because yeah. I he, mean, against uh, James Rzanyak is essentially a least boy as well. Yeah, he is, and
0: he's
2: so great. He's yeah,
0: really funny. Yeah. He and Julie Klausner have a great thing. And I, when when John Cho, he has his arc on the show. It's like, I don't know. I felt like more attracted to him that he was doing a very naturalistic take on a gay man. Mm-hmm. That I was just like. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, it was, it, he, uh, it, he's so good at it. Well, too. he did Sulu
2: too. Don't forget. Oh
0: yeah. He did Su- a great job hugging that guy.
2: Yep. Ha! That's all you can do in the future. You can hug your That's husband. Voice. Yep. boys. Uh, yep. The other thing is a uh, pretty recent uh, movie to have come out. So, um, it, it you know, it, it has the, the, advantage of being fresher in my mind perhaps than some of the other options I might have gone with but that would be Steven Spielberg's West Side Story which is completely right down the middle for me it is a Steven Spielberg directed movie it is a Steven Spielberg directed musical it is the musical West Side Story which is one of the best musicals that American theater has ever created it has Leonard Bernstein's terrific score it has Steven Sondheim's great lyrics it has a cast that is uniformly almost all excellence uh, Ansel Elgort being okay I was going to say, he is. I haven't seen he it, is, but
0: my, my guess would okay. be he's the weakling.
2: He's thoroughly okay. Like, he his casting makes sense in the sense that they probably wanted someone who was, like, kind of a name, right. you know? Right, and, and like also has a look. Right, and, and he he's not, like, a bad singer. He's by no means bad in the movie. He's just not as good as almost everyone else is in the movie. Yeah. And, like, you got Ariana DeBose just, like, fucking killing it. Who just crushed SNL this past I didn't weekend. see it yet. I will probably at some point. Because... I don't know the
1: cast that well, but mm. it are aside from Onsill, is it all, like, not
2: like not names, like musical theater? By no. and large, like, people who you would not know, I think. Okay. Aside from Rita Moreno, who was in the original West Side Story, uh, mm. is in this one as well playing a revamped version of the character Doc from the original
0: movie. Right. Um, and oh, it, interesting. Oh, yeah, you Yeah. not know that? I knew she was coming back, but I didn't right, know what so role. it's
2: Doc who is effectively, who's the friar in Romeo and Juliet? Friar uh, Lawrence? Maybe? Yeah, Friar Lawrence. Okay. The, the, the friar. Right, yeah. So he, in the original version of the stage show in the movie, Doc is like the analog to that where he's like a pharmacist who like Romeo goes to, or I mean, um, Tony goes to periodically for like advice or whatever. And in this version, she is Doc's, okay wife who is like a Latina woman and Doc has died some years prior and so it's kind of like this very interesting sort of like what um, what Maria and Tony could have had like if everything's had gone better where it's like you know like this was a white guy and a Latina woman who got married and made oh. it work despite the fact that like yeah. the entire world is still like, beating you down what and working against addition. you. a smart It is. And, like, the, it, I just remember thinking, like, well, that's weird, like, because in the stage show, Doc is, like, the guy where all the Jets hang out with, and the Jets are white, and they don't like the Latina people, like, Latino people coming into their territory, like, so trying how to So this going to work? Right, so, like, why does it make sense that they're hanging around this woman? And they basically say, like, in the beginning that, like, where she says, like, you you basically think of me as like a white lady because I married a white guy and because you've known me your entire life like I'm not a white lady like I'm a Latina woman and then there's like this whole thing at the end like you know the ending of the show where um, where Anita goes to give the message mm-hmm. to and then they like try to rape her basically and then like she leaves which is the, the their way of dealing with Julia took some sleepy potion right. and everyone thought she was dead for a while which is the way it works <laughs> yes where um in in that one just like. After um, Valentina, who's Rita Moreno's character, comes in, Anita's like, "You're a traitor! Like you, like you, like you hang around with these people! Like you, love you, like you know you you act as a friend to them! And like here I am, like having this experience! And like like you're you're on like are you on their side? Like what are you fucking doing here? And it's like." So like it's just the, like every change that they said they were making turned out to be really great. Tony Kushner did a really good job with the screenplay. Oh, so how often does that happen? That I know we
0: make the, a change. You're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it doesn't, and it's
2: also like West Side Story already had a very good movie, so like you didn't need to do another one. Like no one needed there to be another one, but like by sheer force of will and talents, they have made a really good adaptation of it, one that corrects a lot of the wrongs. Like I mean. The only reason you can, like, outright probably justify for the original one needs to be remade is that you could cast people, one, who could sing, and two, who are actually uh, Latino. Right. Because there's a lot of bronzer going on in that (laughs) original movie and a lot of dubbing going on as well. So this one, you know, you have people who are actually accurate to the characters they're playing. They can all sing. Um, You know, it it looks terrific. Um, Like, honestly, everything about it is just well done. And, like... Uh, It it was my, I think, probably like the movie I was looking forward to most last year, so it's one of those things where I was going into with like a shit ton of expectations about it. And it hit him. And it hit him. It was great. I loved it. Um, And so like it truly was just, you know, like like something I really like on all quadrants just something that would work for me. Like a musical, Steven Spielberg, that score, these people, like everything about it just like firing on all cylinders. Do you feel like it's an improvement on the original? Uh, It definitely improves on some things. I mean, like I, I feel like there's this weird thing where it's like you're like oh like well is it better than the original like are you saying that you're, like you, you quantify like, like, like right and it's just sort of like I don't know they're both very good movies like right. can't they just both exist side by side as like two good movies and we just like watch both of them you know like it's. We have to define everything in competition because we live in late stage capitalism. Well, there is yeah, that.
1: I don't, people do this again with like books and adaptations right. The, like the idea that it ruins. Right, exactly. Right. Like one of them has to be
2: like that it has to like be one for one. It's like you're missing the point. Right, and also like with something like this, people would be like, oh, like oh, Hollywood's doing Sony remakes. Like it's not a remake. It is like an adaptation of the stage yeah. material, which was done. So it's like you know, like when Little Women came out, were you like, oh, I can't believe they're fucking remaking
0: Little Women? Like as opposed to what? Like the other times they've made Little I'm Women. So so people don't groan when we do another Shakespeare adaptation. Right. So it's just like you know, this, it was, yeah. we're, we've if we if we've settled down and there we are, said these are the classics, we're going to do I them mean, again sometime. There I mean, are like like we talk like yeah. I think
1: there are there are reasons to be. Upset about it and reasons not to be like right. the like fucking Ghostbusters Afterlife. Right, I mean they're clearly
2: money crap There are definitely like creatively bankrupt remakes <laughs> yes. or sequels or things like that. where like again, yes, exactly, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like which I no hear one is more, wants. I heard it's more Stranger Things than Ghostbusters. I mean, yeah, like I've, it's it's yeah. like not that funny from what I've heard. Like. Ghostbusters is a comedy. It's a comedy yeah. about four guys hunting ghosts. It's supposed to be funny. I don't want to get fucking bogged down in the mythos of Ghostbusters. Like, what is the mythos That's of
0: what Ghostbusters? Care about these days. Right? Yeah, I know. So like,
1: I think it's, it's like I think the metric, right, is is that like if you're gonna take a existing franchise and, and keep try to keep it alive, or do a remake, or do a sequel. Do you have to be interesting to do with it?
2: Yeah, not? exactly. Like, if you if you have, like, an angle for it, and if your angle is literally just, I want to do this really well, yeah, I want to, like, fine, yeah. right, I want to approach it from, like, a perspective, you know, like, th- this is also, like... The original movie was, you know, it's it's a movie and a, a stage show that was written and put on by a lot of, like, white guys. And to be fair, Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner, also both white guys, but they also had a lot of outsider perspective. They also do some really fascinating things where, like, in the original one, it's just like, they're, they're gangs and they're doing gang warfare. Mm-hmm. And this one, like, posits the idea that the entire West Side was about to basically be demolished to be replaced with Lincoln Center. So the idea is, like, Ooh. there are two gangs, like, fighting each other for some place that will not exist a year from now. It's like, you're going yeah. nuts, like, trying trying to kill each other and this literally will not be here. Like, what are you fucking doing mm-hmm. with yourselves? That this is like, you're, you're just so desperate to cling on to like, whatever little bit of yours that you have yeah. that you will like kill each other for something that you're going to be kicked out of there's
0: also some resonance around that idea of like while you're fighting each other there's a much larger oppressive force weighing down on you both right yeah capitalism Right. yes it, it is it um, is capitalism yeah. it's, it's eminent domain effectively
2: in this one but yeah. I just
0: I, I, oh god
2: what an interesting dimension to add yeah it's it's great honestly so I cannot recommend it enough
1: is the book fairly like how extensively would it be re- considered rewritten
2: here West Side Story you mean yeah yeah um, I I don't know. Would, I'd have to watch again. I don't know that there is a single line of dialogue from the original musical that is in the movie. Really? It was just like they just took the story and they were like, we're gonna and we're gonna just like basically yeah, know, updated, we're, right. Like, we're keeping the same story. We're going to restructure smart. some things. It is, yeah. and th- I think that there are like a few things that definitely stay there. But by and large, yeah. it is. I think again,
1: there are like people talk about like oh, it's like updating it or we're like keeping it like well, we're gonna preserve the original context. A lot of times you overlook that like. Something that was written in the 50s. May not reflect the fifties. Right. 40s. And then, yeah. Again. Exactly.
2: And also, it's like now you have the advantage of like being decades away. You yeah. can look back. Have a better idea of what life was like. Right. Of like things yeah. that were actually happening. Yeah. yeah exactly. One would hope anyways that like and, somebody uh,
1: would
0: be aware of like, hey, you know, this was sugarcoated. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And you can and better and, ground the story and bring out new elements of pathos. Which right. is what it at, sounds like, Spielberg. Yeah. Did.
2: And at the end of the day, it's of course like it's a musical. It's not realistic, but like it's also a movie, and no movie is realistic. Like all movie <laughs> spoiler, all movies are made up. Like yeah. no movie is realistic. That's just the way things are. Um, and, and, yeah, I just think it did a really excellent job with everything that it set out to do. So that that was perfectly for me, I think. Yeah. What a good time this was. Yeah. yeah. What a good little yeah. hangout this was. It's ways. probably
1: going to be a little under because a lot of this time here is... Um... there There's
2: things to cut out. <laughs>
0: There are things to cut out
2: Buzzo, Buzzo. <laughs> should we buy it out well yeah so two weeks from now valentine's day episode we'll be back then okay. alex and emma alex Those and emma facebook.com slash why watch podcast apple podcast stitcher why do we watch this of course we're on there uh is the website all right come back right. at us in
1: two weeks <laughs> two weeks bye, bye.